0: okay hello hello welcome to bota podcast the world views and culture from an albanian american perspective i'm your host leonita and we have a very special show today
1: Dancing with Dancing with
0: i'm here sitting with a talented singer songwriter and musician he has worked with grammy winners like roberta Flack and he debuted his first album called Alone in 2019. But this week he dropped his newest album called For Marita. You can listen to it on all platforms. And it's such a pleasure to introduce Adon Mola. Thanks for coming and joining hey. me today.
1: I felt like there was supposed to be like an applause.
0: I know. <laughs> there
1: wasn't. Hi. Well, it's nice to meet you. I'm very excited to be here. This, nice. is, this is a really clever idea.
0: Thank you. I just want to get like the words Albanians out there like doing things and kind of showcasing it for like the younger generation because I feel like it's you know all the
1: Are you saying I'm old?
0: (laughs) No (laughs) I'm old. (laughs) So I want to have like a place for whoever wants to to kind of come on and listen to different stories of people and events and things happening in our community kind of exposing all the great things and all the great talents that we have in like a new and like fresh way so so you're yeah. gonna be that
1: new and fresh way I love it
0: let's see I, I hope so so tell me a little bit about your story like where are you from how do you got into the music yeah,
1: sure so I was born in Kosovo and my dad's from Ulchen, Montenegro my mom is actually from president which is kosovo we came to the us when i was two um and then i grew up in new york city my dad wanted me to join gymnastics that wasn't going to happen because i lived in new york city so i just played basketball instead and then i continued to play basketball until i was in college i didn't really like music at all ironically throughout my entire life Hmm. um yeah it's strange in fifth grade i only joined chorus to skip my last period class I thought why would anyone ever want to sing in front of people? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but like would you want to like it yeah. It's nerve-wracking and you just see yeah. like people do it and I'm like why yeah, would is. anyone want that? Right, it's it insane.
0: is. Yeah. So like um, kind of what made you want to get into it then? Like what was that one like pivotal moment where like okay, I want to sing?
1: It wasn't like just one pivotal moment. I think so I saw my good friend, John, Jonathan Moret in high school, he played guitar in a cafeteria and there was a crowd of like 20 people around him. And I was like, dude, he's just playing a guitar. Like how are people crowding around him? Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, wow, that's remarkable what he's able to do with it. Um, and the stories he's able to tell through like singing and playing an instrument. So I was like, man, I want to get a guitar. So I asked him, um, Hey, well, can you help me buy my first guitar? And he took me to a, a really expensive store for guitars where every guitar is like over $4,000. And this is a high school scene for yeah. <laughs> me. And I'm just like, I got like 40 bucks. Like, I guess guitar mm-hmm. is not it for me. Um, so we're leaving this like super vintage, expensive guitar store. Um, and there's a pawn shop, maybe like four blocks away from my high school at the time. And some some guys throwing out a guitar that worked at the at the store and he's like, Oh yeah, like you can have it. It's just it's broken. So you're just gonna need to fix it. It'll cost more to fix it than than it would for us to make on it. So I was like, that's that's that cannot be a coincidence. So I just like picked it up and fixed it and brought it home and just started learning how to play guitar at first. And that's kind of what got me into music, because I really wasn't exposed to anything aside from gangster rap music <laughs> a freshman right. or a senior in, in high school.
0: Yeah nice okay so you got into the music and you were you were still playing like basketball and like doing all that so like at the same time yeah
1: so mm -hmm, yeah so i played music for fun i never even thought of having a musical career i thought it was just something i would do for for fun so until senior year of college yeah
0: i feel like i'm just getting like troy bolton vibes from you you know from like high school musical oh my
1: god i've (laughs) I heard that my entire life. It's Seriously? like, no, Troy, go to the game, Troy. And I'm like, all right, dude, like, I get it. Yeah. Real original. I Had know. that movie not come out, I think I would have been okay.
0: I'm sorry for bringing it up. But the yeah, fact that like, that movie,
1: I mean, no, no, it's okay.
0: So then, you know, you, you have your new album that just came out for Marita. Yeah. I feel like you've been working on it for a while. I mean, I just I I started listening to it this week when it when I dropped and I saw it and I downloaded it and I was listening to it all week and I was like getting goosebumps and I was like, dude, like what what is what is going on here? Like this is so deep, like so like almost soulful, like the story. And mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think, like wow, like what is what is he trying to like? What is he singing about? What is what was your kind of your inspiration for writing this album like is it a person is it something that happened like why this album why for marita
1: yeah so i write songs that reflect what's happening in my life so this was a two-year period in my life and obviously there's highs and lows in the cycle of life and these two particular years weren't the higher end um they were kind of like pretty low for me Mm -hmm. um there was someone pretty close to me that was very, very sick. Um, so for about a year and a half, this person was in and out of, of the hospital. And we just weren't sure if, if this person was going to make it. So instead of leaving her alone, we spent each night with her to make sure one, she felt comfortable and two that, if she had to pass that we'd someone would be there to make sure she was okay. Um, really depressing. I'm not saying that to depress you or whoever's really? listening to this podcast, um, or to whoever listens to the album. Now everyone's just gonna be like hysterically <laughs> crying about it. Um, the the point of the album isn't really to depress. Um, there's moments where I'm just brutally honest about how I felt on it, but I think the the point is to let people know that, yeah, Instagram's cool and social media is really awesome, but people have this whole other aspect of their life that that's actually happening aside from the really glamorous things you see on, on Instagram. And I just wanted people to know, at least for my end, that this is what's going on. I'm not that happy all the time. And I do have some stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also wanted to just let people know that, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow is not going to be as bad as today. Like nothing good lasts forever, but nothing bad does either. So it's kind of a gift and a curse
0: listening to the song like you could feel like that deep there's like a pain but there's like a beauty to it um it's it's like dark kind of not dark but like sad but also kind of hopeful like that's kind of the vibe that I get from it which is kind of cool you don't hear a lot of music like that anymore you know a lot of music is just like all the popular music out there is very superficial almost I've seen somewhere that you worked on the album totally. You did the music, you did everything. Is that kind of how you did this album?
1: Yeah, so both albums just were 100% um, me. Just because I want when I did my first album, I couldn't afford to, to pay anyone to do anything. Um, so I, I still wanted to put out music, so I was, wasn't going to let a budget stop me from doing it. Mm-hmm. So I taught myself how to play certain instruments that I wanted so I didn't have to hire a session musician. Um and then I kind of like the fact that I did everything on the first one. Well, I think it sound better. So that was kind of the, the move on the second album as well.
0: That's a lot of work though. <laughs> it like doesn't, oh, yeah, don't, it, don't you feel the pressure of like, okay, I'm doing it all on your own. Like, Do you feel um, at times where you're like, man, I'm just going to give up on this. I can't do this. It's too much.
1: Yeah. So definitely, especially with this one, I was supposed to go to Nashville in April and I was supposed to play some some pretty awesome venues there, but I was supposed to meet with some pretty talented producers and engineers who were going to listen to the album. And the idea was to get the album done by April. And yeah, the few month difference definitely helped a lot with the stress levels. So in a weird way, everything being shut down for me was a blessing because I got to take more time with the album than I wanted. But I, I don't know. I'm kind of a very hands-on person. So if... I would hate the thought of someone disliking something about my album that I didn't create. For instance, if you said to me, I really didn't like that song. And then I told you, Oh, I actually didn't write that one. It almost sounds like an excuse, you know, like I never want to be in a position where anything I create or make sounds like an excuse.
0: And even though you feel like maybe somebody's going to come at you and be like, well, I didn't really like that, or that's just not their style. Do you feel like it's going to, bring you down or like, how is your attitude towards that? If somebody says they just don't, they're not into that. Do you try to change yourself to fit their narrative or do you just try to stick to what you do and what you feel is right for you?
1: Honestly, at first, when I started creating music, I definitely felt that pain of just like, why don't you like me? And then I realized like, there's a lot of music I don't even like. I mean, I respect a lot of genres, but there's plenty of music that I wouldn't sit, and, and listen to. Um please talk to your daughter. It's okay. <laughs> this is a very casual thing, I promise.
0: Yeah. She's good. She just she just likes to be around me all the
1: time. because 'cause you're a mama.
0: She's uh like I work from home and she's doing school from home now. Yeah. It's, like yeah. the whole virtual we're, thing. So like we're all we're together all day. Yeah. No, it's good. It's really sweet. It.
1: But no, I don't really plan to change. I mean, I'm gonna change genres of music that I, I that I like listening to and like creating but not so much anything else that is this is the greatest podcast I've ever been on this is so adorable <laughs> thanks
0: <laughs> realness mom life I love it <laughs> yeah
1: it's great I, I love it
0: nowadays I feel like everyone is critiquing everyone like it's like that platform on social media or wherever you are like people can just say anything and they don't like there's no repercussions almost. And yeah. that kind of makes you think like, oh, should I post this? Should I do this? Should I put this music out? Should I not? Like if people are going to like it, it's like that constant battle. Like for people who are trying to pursue, like going into music and trying to follow into your footsteps, what advice would you give them?
1: I think there's a misconception of where people start and where people are. I strongly believe people suck at music at first. I don't think I've ever met anyone that's good at music right from the beginning. And people need to know that that even with singing, it's something you get better at through taking time and just learning how to do it or practicing. That's my advice is don't compare yourself to people. There's There's hundreds of thousands of people that probably sing way better than I do. There's definitely a lot of people that write songs better than I do. So if you're in the game of comparing yourself to other people, There's going to be a six-year-old that's going to sing better than you. Do it because you love it, not because you're trying to become famous for it.
0: It's a really big thing because everybody just wants to be famous or like be known for something there's this passion to do something and you love it but then there's always like this block maybe like at the you're working and working hard and working at it and you're just like am i gonna go anywhere is this gonna go anywhere like that uncertainty especially when it comes to like any entertainment field like whether it's music or movie like actor how do you Mm -hmm. overcome that like that uncertainty or that like fear
1: i i mean for me it's never been about being certain with it. I just like, if to, like if no one listened to my music, I would still create music. I think that's the truth. The fact that people do enjoy my music is just a plus. Like it, it astonishes me all the time. I, I write really sad music and I write some happy music, but mostly sad. So it's not like I'm looking to be some big gigantic pop star by creating songs about popping bottles in a club or something. You know, like it's just not, I just like the feeling of waking up Having a cup of coffee and going to my piano and feeling better after writing those songs or singing and whatever it is. It's not so much about like, I would love to have a career in it, but if I don't, I mean, I still get to create music and that's really why I started.
0: That's awesome. That's when you go and approach something, anything in life in that viewpoint, it's something that it's not a job. It's just, it's what you do. It's what you enjoy. And that's Mm -hmm. amazing. That's pretty awesome that like you found that passion and you're just kind of striving for it and it's something that you enjoy. I wish I could sing. Like I feel like, oh my God, like that was always something as a kid when I grew up, I was like, man, I just like don't have that voice to like sing. Like I'm never gonna be You know what? I hear it. that
1: all the time. If you heard me first sing, you'd be like, What the heck is this kid doing? Um, it's something you learn though. If you put time and effort into it, you can learn it. It's, it's basically like, if you look at your voice, like a musical instrument, you're basically talking in, in a certain pitch. That's basically singing. If you just sing, if you talk in a certain pitch, you're singing. And if you do it enough, you learn where those pitches are and how to do it in a cleaner, nicer, maybe even raspier way, if that's mm-hmm. the style you're going after. So That's it's just actually something a you good learn.
0: point. Yeah, that's a good point. Like people are not just like born to sing. Like it has to be a practice.
1: I think that, that yeah, I think 95 to 99% of the population are not born to sing. I just being honest, from what I've seen and what I've heard, it's basically like, if you look at virtuosos in in violin or piano, those are 99% of people aren't virtuosos. It's a very few amount of people that are just born with the ability. And then they're born with the ability, but there's always... Sort of like something else in their life that's being occupied by that percentage of the brain or mm. whatever the case is. Um, most singers work towards it. Um, mm. They spend years learning how to sing. This Maybe I'll get on there
0: it. one day <laughs> if I work at it. Yeah. Even if it's just singing I to my so. kids, I might get there. Who knows? Cool. Yeah, exactly. Do you do any concert showcasing, you know, your songs and stuff like that? Or when was the last concert that you've done?
1: I mean, before COVID was the last real concert I had. Um, that, That was Mercury Lounge. That was a lot of fun in New York City. I've played Irving Plaza. I've done Bowery Electric, New York City venues, which are pretty, pretty cool. I was supposed to go to Las Vegas to do Marquee. I was supposed to go to Cafe Wa in California, which was supposed to be a lot of fun as well. And then Nashville, Tennessee. So some pretty awesome venues that were really cool. I think the biggest one that I was supposed to do that which got canceled was Apollo Theater, which was really disappointing because Apollo Theater is one of the most legendary venues in New York. So but one day, I've been doing a small little shows at do a cafe in in New York. Nice. Yeah. So just keep them busy.
0: Yeah. Do you miss being on stage and or are you trying to make up for it? Doing a lot of virtual like sessions with your fans. We you know through this whole like COVID stuff, it's been really difficult to be in person. And
1: Yeah, I definitely miss it. I'm Ironically, as a kid, I, I could never understand why anyone would ever do it. But the first time I did it, I was like, holy crap, this is the most exciting moment. It's like jumping off a cliff and then flying almost. Scared at first. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, actually this is pretty cool. You don't realize until the moment you jump that you can fly but before then you're just like <gasps> I mean every show is nerve-wracking but it's always it's always so much fun when you finally get up there I haven't been doing as much virtual stuff just because I'm a very I like to meet people in person I don't know I'm very I'm like a weird old school kind of guy
0: nice I think in person I love like concerts and I love music like I, I was supposed to go to so many concerts this summer I was like, had them lined up. I yeah. was like, I'm going to Halsey. I'm going to this. I'm going to country. <laughs> like, it was all like oh, lined up. Love it. And then it was, you know, everything happened and I couldn't go. So I was really bummed. In-person experience of like, it just feels so, yeah. Like my husband tells me all the time, he's like, why would you go to a concert? You could just put the song on, on, on your phone or like the radio. And I'm like.
1: Totally different.
0: Oh, like, it's not about the song. It's about the experience of just like being there. Like seeing the person sing live being around everybody like that's what you go to a concert for yeah of course I could listen to the song in my car and you know I like the song but it's just getting in that whole like feel of like being in a concert it's freaking cool
1: it's also (laughs) a show you know that you're there and you're entertained by someone telling stories of the songs or whatever the person's show is Mm -hmm. depends who you're watching maybe they're dancing maybe they're just you know singing
0: those are my favorite concerts where it's like that small venue and it's like more like a smaller group very intimate like with the singer and like the fans there's more connection and talking with each other that to me is like the ideal concert experience and then you know you have your big shows and all that but those intimate ones are like my favorite
1: yeah for sure but there's something about seeing a stadium with all those people too it's it's like the best of I don't know. It's hard to compare. Yeah, it's totally different events, basically. but Yeah, it's special to see how many people come out to a stadium. It's like wow. Elton John's got 45,000 people right now listening and singing. It's like what?
0: That is that is actually really, yeah. You'll be there. You'll get there. I hope so. <laughs> yes, I believe. I it. hope so. What are some of your favorite artists or musicians?
1: So I really liked um, Jimi Hendrix, which is kind of why I started playing guitar. Then I liked John Mayer, who pretty much learned guitar through Jimi Hendrix, which kind of why I transitioned from those two artists. I like Adele a lot, Ed Sheeran, um, Bruno Mars. Kind of different genre people, but similar in in a sense that they all kind of write their own music.
0: Was there anyone in your life that you were super inspired by or just found super inspirational?
1: Yeah, I mean, I like. artists i listed um i think what's special is adele can sing with just a piano to her crowd not need a band or anything she just literally just needs a piano and she'll just sing most of the time when you see an artist perform it's like 17 piece band and you have like drums and like horns and you have like a million different things going on and you're really being overwhelmed by it i think what's special is like adele can literally just go on a stage and perform and that's it so that's really inspirational i think is just being able to is it the whole show that's really entertaining the people or is it you as the artist that's the focal point because i'm not really a backup dancer kind of guy i mean it's entertaining for some but i don't know it's not really entertaining to you're me. not gonna go um, up there
0: and like bust a move <laughs> not a good
1: one <laughs> not a good one i liked ed sheeran's story i know he was homeless for a little bit overcame a lot to become hmm. a songwriter and singer so i think those stories always pretty exceptional and those are my two biggest inspirations for sure
0: yeah I did not know that about Ed Sheeran actually
1: yeah pretty wild he like lived on like people's couches in in London for two or three years and then slept I think on a subway station or right in front of the palace ironically ended up singing at the palace years later so full circle
0: crazy would you ever plan to come to Detroit or Michigan to do a show in the future
1: you know what there's a lot of people in in Detroit and Michigan that have been reaching out to me recently. And I think, I mean, if we can get enough people to to want to come to a concert. So you never know. Hopefully one day soon.
0: That would be so cool. We have a really big Albanian community here. I think a lot of people would be interested. And I'm I'm sure like even just regular, like not non-Albanian people too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, I remember when Dua Lipa came. This was like two or three years ago, where before she got like really big. Mm -hmm. and it was just like all Albanians there like really it was just jam-packed with Albanians and that was like I think her first show she ever did in Detroit and now look at her like
1: that's amazing I love to hear stories like that
0: yeah even B.B. Um, Rexha B.B. came here in Detroit three or four years ago like small audience and now boom that's how it Um, goes
1: someone sent me um when I released my first album I'll never forget one of my good friends he, he works in music as well. He sent me a link um, and a picture of Adele. Her tickets were $5 and their, the capacity was a 25-person capacity at a little bar in London. And then he's like, everyone's got to start. And I'm like, dude, that's unbelievable. It's strange to see that because you think that these massive stars who are global started off playing stadiums and, and arenas. And it's not the case most of the time.
0: I always think back to that. Like BB Rex, I feel like she was one that was always like, pushing and pushing and pushing like she wanted to be like like I would just remember like she would come to Detroit and it was like a small venue and it just like every year got like a little bit bigger you know and now like where the heck she's at It just that's that's crazy I love to see it yes do you ever go to like Albanian concerts
1: no ironically um so this is like my first year and a half of being exposed to uh, like strong Albanian culture before that I I played a lot of concerts for just American people or just people in the US just because New York City kind of get exposed to to everybody and the people that just showed up to my concerts were just American people now I'm starting to see a lot of Albanian people which is really cool and exciting because you know I mean I love Albanian people my brothers he's into politics and he is very much about making Albania a better place for for the next generation. We're all just wow. trying to push forward into making it better.
0: How to do that, like how to make it better. Like what is he doing? Um,
1: he's part of the Venvendosia youth team and he basically helps US Albanians understand politics in, in the region and how, uh, how to organize and how to have conversations about where our resources and time need to go into and how you as an American can actually help that process. Hmm. Um, so that's his big thing, yeah.
0: Cool. Do you listen to Albanian music at all?
1: Not really. I have okay. recently started. I hadn't for a very long time. But now I'm, as more Albanian people come to concerts, I'm trying to throw in little parts of songs that are Albanian, just as a thank you to, to everyone that's coming to support, especially if they're there. Uh, and I don't know, It's there's something special about hearing a crowd of Albanians sing a song together.
0: It's pretty amazing. <laughs> yes. So when you were growing up, were you not around a lot of Albanians? No.
1: So I, I traveled a lot as a kid playing basketball. Um, so my whole time, my youth was spent all over the U.S. playing basketball, basically the whole year. So when my brother was exposed to it because he lived in New York and stayed home and was, was around my parents. Um we speak Albanian in the house, so they watch the Albanian channels. And I was just on the road playing basketball, so I didn't really have that same experience. Hmm. But I'm trying to learn um, some some pretty amazing music from, from Albanians.
0: Yeah. Music brings us, a lot of us together. I love Albanian music. When we were growing up, we would listen to like the old school, like Chiftali, Tupan. I had name Pasha. <laughs> that was like, Classic. like, my dad would like crank it up. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool
1: yeah music does bring people together it's the most amazing part
0: Mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter what where you come from or what culture like we can all just like enjoy that's like the beauty of it
1: right i mean if you blindfold a room full of people and have them play piano and guitar you're never going to know where that person's from
0: yes yeah so true so cool love it do you have any events or anything coming up recently
1: I have Duo Cafes tomorrow and Sunday um, in New York City. So if you're from New York City and you'd like to see a small, intimate show, I'm going to be there outdoors. It should be really cool. I would reserve in advance since it's such a small place that typically the tables sell out. So if you are available and would like to hang out, I will be there. Um, And nothing really. I mean, I'm just happy to be on this podcast. It's been a lot of fun
0: you. thanks for coming on and talking a little bit about your story and kind of your inspiration and um i wanted to know like what was what is your favorite like song on your album right now like for me it's uh my favorite is 6am i don't know i just like really like that one it's like that one i I can listen to a lot
1: well thank you very much i i don't know they're all very different so it's they're all part of different parts of my life it's hard Hmm. to choose a part of your life that you like the most or am I you know it's a strange thing like it's not like someone else is writing these songs for me and I'm just saying oh that's my favorite it's kind of more like oh I wrote these songs for memories 6am in particular me and my group of friends um, who I'm really close to were out in New York and these two have been in love for a very very long time And I am single as it gets. So it's, you know, when you're single and you see some, a couple that's in love, it's like, all right, guys, like, come on. Um, Mm -hmm. So basically the night was over and they got into a taxi cab and they started to go home. And in my head, I'm like, man, that must be something special, like getting to go home with the person you know you want to spend the rest of your life with. So, I wrote a song about what if I got to go home with a person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. So, it's yeah. 6 a.m., you and me in the back of a taxi cab driving home.
0: Yeah. I was trying to think of like the lyrics. I'm like, is he talking about like somebody that he actually like maybe is what, like, you know, when I listen to songs, I just try to like decipher, like, okay, what is this person actually yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to talk? <laughs> like, what is he actually trying to say here? Um, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Each song has like special meaning to you because it's a different part of your life. I'm just curious, like what is Dancing with the Devil? Like what does that represent?
1: Yeah, so it's um, it's definitely an interesting one. I get that question a lot because the the title is aggressive. It's kind of, it pokes fun at the notion of the devil not being that bad, you know, mm. like... Like what if the devil was actually pretty cool and what if you yeah. wanted to dance with the devil in a, in, a, in a nice way that was kind of the idea behind it i know that sounds ridiculous because you know <laughs> hellfire and rain and like all that stuff but yeah it's basically what happens if you do sell your soul and go down that road
0: oh that's deep
1: but it's got different the interesting thing is anyone who listens to it has a different meaning for it like
0: that's so true that's
1: you know so, so my personal reasons For it are different than maybe yours are. Your devil Mm. might be something totally different in your head.
0: Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's what I love about music. And do you find that songwriting is more difficult than like singing or doing like playing instruments?
1: For me, not so much, just because songwriting is more of me just telling what I want to tell. I don't really look to write hit songs. So it's not like I'm thinking in my head, like, oh, people aren't gonna like this it's more like uh do I like it so singing it's more of oh that sounds bad because it is bad um people aren't gonna like that because that that's a note that doesn't sound good Mm. so I get more in my head about singing than I do songwriting
0: yeah that makes sense because it's it's like storytelling so like you know Mm -hmm. what story you want to say but like how do you say it in the right like tone or way yeah yeah awesome anything you want to share
1: my first very first show, I had zero people show up that includes zero like family members, zero, friends, oh, zero, man. anything. So literally like I feel that. Failures and missteps are part of the journey. It's definitely a very cool experience to learn from.
0: I'm super thankful that you know you gave me the opportunity to sit down with you. Been oh, bright. I loved it. This has been so much
1: fun. I think the intermission with your daughter was adorable, and you should put that in every segment of every podcast.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much again for sitting down with the Buddha Podcast. Your album can be downloaded like on all platforms. Like, is that like Apple, Spotify, yep. like everywhere?
1: Basically, yeah, everywhere. YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud you can stream it for free
0: it's all streaming platforms all right guys go check out Adon Mola and his new album for Marita check him out on his you know Instagram you can find him on YouTube as well check out his videos this is Adon look forward to catching up with you guys next time
1: thank you so much best of luck on the podcast thanks for having me